Welcome to the Movement of Love. I am Joshua Phillips, intuitive, LGBTQ proud, empowerment, life coach, and entrepreneur. You have found the place where shit gets real and we focus on tools and strategies on how to love yourself, others, and spark the world on fire together. It is time for you to step up and show the world exactly who you are. It is time to join the Movement of Love. So welcome. Hi, healers. Welcome to the ASMR episode of Movement of Love. Hi, I am Joshua Phillips, and I am joined with Hannah Elizabeth Skinmore. And he just learned what ASMR is. And I just learned what ASMR is. So we're going to, I think, open a can, maybe. Maybe. I have my Dasani sparkling water. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. It's okay. Ah, oh, so refreshing. Our cats are, my cats are staring at us like we're idiots. <laughs> Here is a strawberry. It will sing you a song of its people. <laughs> Did you hear it? I can't do that. I don't like when people eat. And I can't, I can't hear. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, sorry. If you had your, if you had your volume all the way down, cause you couldn't hear us. And then Josh gets on there and yells. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Um, but we wanted to open up this episode with a really funny, um, way of opening a podcast simply because this episode is going to be so personal mm. and deep mm. that, you know, you just want to start off with a really high vibration. And we're going to end it on a really high I'm sorry. <laughs> vibration. Um, someone is definitely into ASMR videos. Okay, I'm actually not. Um, I know that ASMR is like, is a soothing thing. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR is like a soothing thing. It's a good thing for people. It is not for me. I do not like As ASMR. you have prompted us to do this video for the, like the last well, five recordings. Well, I just think that it would be funny. That's all. I was just trying to have fun. You know what it is, is... um. What is her name? Uh, Shay Shay Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars and that scary uh, movie. Uh huh. Corpse of or the uh, uh-huh. autopsy of whatever. Um, she did one with one of the beauty gurus, Brett. I think. Uh-huh. Uh I don't know, but uh, it was fun. I liked hers because she was like eating food, and it like she was like, "Oh my god, I actually can't stand when when I can hear people eating food." Food. I don't know. Whatever. It's weird. I but- just love Shay Mitchell. Like, I have a crush on her. Hi, okay. Shay. <laughs> if you hear this, hashtag sponsor us. Mm, but what would she, how would she? Mm. She would just donate to If you to could my- get her on your pot, bro, bro. Okay, we have to stop. I'm getting too excited okay. now. Anywho, I'm sorry. So today's episode is all about trauma. Um, it is all about our previous or past trauma, that things that we're going through and have experienced and have, are currently is healing from. Um... So yeah, buckle up. It's a roller coaster. Let's let's. I think yeah. I'll start and just jump in, and then yeah, yeah, let's you can go, go first. Okay, cool. yeah, ladies first. Yeah, okay, I was like, <laughs> I thought we just said that you were going. Uh, I see. I'm um, not a lady. Anywho, <laughs> so a story that I am getting so comfortable telling, which is really crazy because it's very uncomfortable, is when I was younger, um, my mother, husband's son. Mm-hmm. raped me mm-hmm. and I used to live with them and as a child I never realized that I was being raped or that it was a, a, like a case of rape mm-hmm. um I didn't realize what was actually happening or had happened until I was much older going through counseling going through personal development mm-hmm. and and I had like a, an emotional breakthrough well the story is 
that when I was little, I would get up and at at night we would go in their room or his room and we would do things. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, oh, this is big brother. Oh, this is like, yeah, this is normal. This is normal. Like we're having fun. But I honestly, I never knew exactly what it was. And now to be an adult and go through all of that and like re-dive in deeply into like that trauma, it has been a very emotional and healing aspect of my life. Yeah. Can you say like what was like what was done or what happened when you told somebody? Um, so I never told anyone because I thought that it was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that shoot, like brothers and sisters or big brothers, little brothers, like they did these types of mm-hmm. things. Um, I don't want to really go into like the act of what happened yeah, okay. because yeah. it's just, it, it's yeah, personal and graphic course, and stuff course. like that. But you can imagine. And yeah. um, I, I just never said anything because honestly, when I was in that mind frame, I, I didn't understand what it was. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was normal. I right. didn't know until later. And I I never told my mom, um, which, which who I lived with at the time. Excuse me. I never told her. And when and even as an older, when I started processing what was going on, going through therapy and going through personal development, I never really said much of anything to anyone. Like mm-hmm. it was like one of those things that I got to heal um, personally. But then I released a book called The Worthy Woman. Mm-hmm. And Worthy Woman was like my breakthrough Mm -hmm. because I was writing, there's a whole chapter about um, being molested Mm -hmm. and how to change your situation into a purpose, Mm -hmm. like how to get, get away from like the negative associations to something that has happened to you and make it into a positive. So now I'm able in my adult years and as a life coach, um, coach people that have been through relationships where they've been raped and molested Mm -hmm. in and how to support them in shifting and transforming their ideas and, and the viewpoints that they've created or the stories that they've been telling themselves about that situation. Yeah. So at, at what point or what made you sit back and be like, okay, so what happened wasn't normal? Like where do you it's remember? when I went to California and I took this personal development course for five days and I was actually in the course and we were doing like some deep dive work internally and I was journaling. And then all of a sudden, like we we're going through these exercises and, I just blanked out. I was like, holy shit. Like, so did, is it like a repressed memory that you had? Like, so you didn't like it happened. It was, I mean, it was what it was and you didn't really think about it since then. Yeah. And then when you were in California, it like came back and was like, Hey, I'm here. Like, I didn't know how much it was suppressed. Mm -hmm. Like at growing through like my teenage years through high school, um, the beginning of college, like I never thought about it. I was like, oh, it happened. Like, that's normal. Like, even as an, uh, a, a young adult, I always thought it was normal. And then when I started taking psychology classes because I'm a psych major and then I went through that personal development course, and, like everything, just all the exercises and all the internal work, I was like, holy shit, like this happened to me. Like I was raped as a child. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I had to just like cry and let it out. And then I eventually started therapy and going through like the therapeutic process and really healing that, that wound. And, um, I did more personal development courses and, and that were around healing the wound. And it was just, it wasn't, I didn't know it existed until I had something to spark the fire and say, this was there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you feel, um, sitting back and, and, um, and like, and your, where do you feel you're at in your, in your healing and your growth process? I feel like, 
it's always going to be like a lifelong killing process. And I think that's with anything that anyone ever goes through. Sometimes we like to get into the fact of, oh, I've healed from that. But I feel like when you have something that has happened to you so long ago as a child, for example, and you're younger and you suppress those feelings or emotions for so long, you will always have some type of reaction to a very similar situation. So now, even though I have tools that support me in transforming the idea of being raped and I don't come from like a victim mentality mm-hmm. anymore about the situation, um, I, I like to write and I like to to speak on, on film and camera and stuff like that about my situation. I also have just recently launched um, a coaching program called the Healing Academy, which is all about healing those things that we've suppressed for so long. So I'm always in, in constant healing, mm-hmm. but I'm also now able to support others with their healing process because I get the emotional um, the emotional damage that mm-hmm. happened then mm-hmm. and how long it took me to find out exactly what it was doing for me. So mm-hmm. for me, being raped wasn't like the, the drastic part. It was being older and realizing what had happened when I was younger. Yeah. And then I realized that a lot of things that I was doing in my relationships were after effects of realizing, okay, I was raped. Like I don't deserve to be loved or I don't deserve to be worthy of friendships or family or relationships. Like I'm always going to be um, second best or less than my partner or a spouse or someone that I'm dating. And it took a lot of growth work. It took a lot of shadow work to really learn that, you know, this happened for me. It did happen to me. It Mm -hmm. was never a negative thing. And though the experience can be deemed negative, Overall, I have the the ability to change the story that I'm telling myself. So I can go through life continuing to be mad and angry and upset and say, you know, that happened to me. It, it was the worst experience of my life and, and and just have like a negative viewpoint. Or I can shift that mindset and say, you know, this happened for me and it was a part of my past and it's been a part of my history and it's been something that I'm growing through and from and I'm healing and I can also make it where I'm able to be a voice for those people that don't think they have a voice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I have any other questions. Now. That's so interesting because it was just like, we're just freely talking and then it kind of turned into an, kind of interview. Turned into an interview. Well, cause you know, when you're freely talking, which I have this problem too, cause whenever I do like, well, when I did my vlog and my blog, um, it's kind of like I, I sit down and I get to type, 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 type. But then whenever I actually do the the vlogging portion of mm-hmm. it, sometimes I'm like, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know where to go. And so it, it's helpful if people ask, you know, questions like, well, how did that make you feel? You know what I mean? Like, cause you, you get to, I mean, I'm sure the people at, you know, at, I'm sure the people at home are viewers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, your, your listeners are curious too. So I, um, I think that what's really important is that like, sometimes our traumas connect us yeah. and like for you and I, um, Though the first day we met on the H, on on the the hot day in Houston, yeah, the um, hottest day, right? The H E L L day, the H E L L day, yeah. Um, we like we instant connected because of appearance and personality, but yeah. deeper, like when we started developing our relationships, we realized you know we got a lot of shit mm-hmm. to uncover or that we were going through. Well, and I think I, I you know I'd like to think that it. Like it wasn't like skin deep appearances. I think it was more like our souls recognizing a soul mm-hmm. that, and I think it was a necessity. You know what I mean? Like I was still healing from my trauma, which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. You were healing from your trauma, or you know you're trying to find yourself, and um, unbeknownstly trying to heal from your trauma. And so I think that 
I think our souls saw a soul in need and, and, and they connected and they connected. It was like, what's up, homie? I got you. Yeah. 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 No, for real. And I, um, I think without your friendship, I, I definitely have to credit a lot of my healing to a lot of my friends. I mean, there's one that I, I still say, I mean, she saved my life and she, she doesn't think that, but I, I really do feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was put in my life and, uh, whoever you believe in the higher power was like, mm, we're just going to put this, we're just going to yeah. drop them right here in Hannah's life because she's, and I always knew that I was going to, that I could lean on her and that I could, you know, you know, go to her for things. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, I think that you're, I, I truly believe if I didn't have those people, I would not, I would not be the person that yeah, I am. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I without, feel like... without you along my healing path and yeah. encouraging me a lot. I don't know if you realize that you, you do encourage me a lot to, to keep going whenever times are tough and whenever it's hard to, you know, you, you encourage me to see all of what I've done previously to mm -hmm. get to where I am now. So I think without those, we'd be, I think we'd be lost that a little bit. A lot of people think that, you know, therapy is such a, it's a got a, such a, yeah, it's got such a negative connotation to it. I'm like, I, cause I'll say like, Oh, somebody made a joke at work. Oh, well go tell your therapist. And I was like, I mean, I would, but uh, she told me I don't need to see her anymore. And they're like, they laughed. They thought it was a joke. And I was like, I legit have like a, like I could still call her today. Like I, therapy is a beautiful thing. Even if you think that you're a uh, perfectly sane, yes. normal person, you should still, it is so amazing. Cause you go and you sit down on the couch and they're like, so how are you doing today? And I'm like, Lis listen to what this bitch did at work today. <laughs> and I just unload it and they, you know, and they help you through it. They're like, okay, well, you know, what could you do? To and I, I credit how I am with things a lot to, to therapy. And mm -hmm. it's just, Therapy is so beautiful and there it's such an easy thing to get to now. Like you can, there's so many, you can do it through phone. Like you can do text, you can do video therapy. Like every, it's, it. it's accessible. It's so accessible now. But there's and such I a, like it. a negative connotation with mental health. Yeah. And I think that's, what's really important. And then I think that's why we are deciding mm -hmm. to do this, this episode because mm -hmm. it's all about trauma. Yes. But yeah. it's all about your mental health. Like, where are you? Oh, what yeah. are you going through? What are you experiencing? Yeah. And it's, it's disheartening how many people have mental health issues currently. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that so many people have it or we've just kind of untabooized the, the mental health and uh, depression and whatnot that people are able to talk about it now mm -hmm. because um, my grandpa has, uh, has depression. And uh, I mean, I, like it's a, I don't want to say it's normal because it, I mean, it's, it's normal. normal in the most unnormal way, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, of course, it's a deficiency in, you know, hormones that your body is creating. But it's not like, oh, I have depression. I'm a I'm a I'm a leper. I'm a well, outcast. Even then, like me, um, I suffered from depression. And it's a it's it's a battle. Like I could be completely high. And then on one random day, it's like, oh, my God, I feel so depleted. And I have to do so yes, much mm -hmm. to just like get my energy level mm. back up. But I was also one of the people that I almost tried to take my life. Well, mm. I didn't almost try. I tried to take my mm. life and I did it multiple times, mm -hmm. whether it be the simple thing of trying to cut or like doing something really dramatic or drastic to, to get attention. Mm -hmm. And um, going through like the healing process and like really trying to figure out like life and who you are and what you are and like everything that's happening to you, because we can go through story, through story, through story, like oh everything yeah. that has happened mm -hmm. to us. Yeah, we can. But ultimately like just 
hitting on mental health. Mental health is so important. And therapy is not going to be for everyone. It may be personal development. It may be your spirituality. It may be religion. It may be the life thereof. But we all get to find that the healing piece for us, whether it's journaling or writing or speaking or putting on video or crying or painting, reaching out or anything. painting. Yeah. Um, whatever it is that you love that allows you to just release all of the like the built up emotion or energy, that's something that's really important. Yes. And, I, and I'd like to add in a healthy way, like I feel like, I mean, addiction is a disease. And so um, if you're if you're looking at, you know, um, drugs or alcohol to, you know, make you feel better about a situation, that's definitely not the right way to go. I think finding a healthy release is 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 what, Absolutely. We're, what we're, you know, talking about here. But um, as for as for my trauma, I mean, from the age of 13 to 18, uh, my mom's ex-husband, um, sexually assaulted me. And I knew at the time that it was wrong. Um, like I knew the moment that it started, that it was wrong, but it was also when you're in that situation, you don't know who you can go to. Like, uh, I mean, I knew if I told my mom, she would do something about it, but I didn't know if she would do enough that would keep us safe. Mm -hmm. So I knew she would confront him and be like, you know, and she would believe me, but would it, be enough would would enough action be taken that he wouldn't kill us kind of ideal mm-hmm. um and so you just you feel very isolated and alone that's why I was high, uh, homeschooled from seventh grade to graduation because when you're when you're in a uh, in a situation like that your attacker wants to isolate you so you can't you you feel alone and you don't feel like you have anybody that you can go to and tell mm-hmm. um and he was very good at that and to the outside world he was very um charismatic and charming and um you know, just the all around best dad, whatever. Um, but you know, behind closed doors, it was a different story. There was a lot of, a lot of abuse going on, mental, physical, emotional, sexual, like a lot of abuse going on in there. Um, that was definitely the worst experience of my life. Hands down. Um, I, I, I have to disagree with you. It happened to me, not for me. Um, I, if I could go back and change everything I would, the only thing that I would allow to happen is um, the conception of my my youngest brother. I would definitely 100% allow that to happen. And then I would just like will a, a meteor to come down and, and kill this man off. Well, I think before we continue, I'd never said that, you know, it is a positive thing that happened. Like we no, no, planned no. it out. Yeah, I know what you're, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like that it happened to you, but you're not going to let it, you're not going to let it be this negative thing that is in your corner forever. Like, and have the victim mentality, but you're going to have the survivor mentality. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to like, yeah. make sure that no, we're yeah, on the yeah, same yeah. page. No, like, I'm on the same like, page with we you. We didn't but... plan this to happen to no, us. No, 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 Life no. happens. Yes, There's situations that happens, but yeah. where I am now is currently choosing to say, you know, this happened for me for yeah. the better, like for my growth, for my, whatever it is now mm-hmm. for me. And it's going to be different for everyone else. But if we shift the mentality, yeah. um, no, I, I definitely agree. Like, cause I don't look at it as a, in my, in my mentality, it's not a victim mentality. It is a survivor mentality. Mm-hmm. So this happened to me. It was awful. It was horrible. Uh, shit happened. I, I did also try to take my life because at the time that's the only way I saw getting mm-hmm. out. Like, and I didn't even, I didn't even do it for attention. Like I literally, uh, I took a whole bunch of pills and laid down to take a nap. And just in my mind, I was like, well, when they come to wake me up, I won't be up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that was the idea there. I wasn't, it, it was not like, um, I'm not saying that you were attention seeking or anything, but it was just, to me, it was, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. 
And I, and I don't see a way out and thank God or whoever is up there that was like, nah, girl, you still got some fight in you and let me live and let me be found and, and saved me. And because I can honestly tell you being in that situation, it feels so much like this is going to be the rest of your life and it's never going to end mm-hmm. ever. And I felt that with every fiber of my being. But on the other side of it, I'm so happy that it did end and that we were able to um, to move forward from that and to move on and that I'm still alive today. And so that's why I have no problem, you know, having that survivor mentality. And I, I feel like I have the unique perspective of being in it and also being on the other side of it and being a, you know, almost fully healthy, you know, you know, pretty good standing uh, adult to be able to share the story and mm-hmm. say like, hey, this is an awful thing that happened to you and it's different for everybody. Your, I mean, we were both raped, but your situation is different from my situation mm-hmm. is different from somebody else's yeah, situation. There's no comparison. And there's no comparison. We don't compare traumas. And I, like, I, I feel like I've, it's now my job to make sure that um, people are aware of things and that, you know, things uh, can change in the world because it's a very scary place. And yeah. It's a very unsafe place, unfortunately, for a lot of people. I think that one of the important things is when we're discussing trauma is that we don't always associate big traumas to just being trauma. So Mm -hmm. what that means is sometimes, you know, kids, um, there's this favorite, favorite toy that they want, that they've dreamed of, that they've prayed on, that they've meditated on. Like they just, they beg their parents for years Mm -hmm, and years. mm -hmm. And eventually the parent just says no. Mm -hmm. And that no can really make someone feel like they are less than or worthless. Mm-hmm. And that's a trauma in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, when we, when two people typically talk about trauma or mental health, it's rape, molestation, domestic, spousal abuse, like big um, things that have a lot of attention behind them. But a lot of traumas that most children go through are very small. Mm-hmm. They're there. It's literally can be simply telling someone no. And then the person associating that they're worthless and they don't deserve love or they don't deserve affection or don't deserve attention. And then they go through their teenage years or their young adult years or the rest of their childhood believing that. And then they get into adults and they believe these things that they're now either attracting things that aren't healthy for them in their lives mm-hmm. or they are teaching these same principles to other children now. I think, I feel like yes and no. I feel like if if you're in a a genuinely loving uh, uh, environment and you're told, no, you can't have that toy because of this, this, or this. Like, I feel like, okay, maybe, but if it's a constant no, then yeah, I could see that. Well, yeah, I I can't get into like the specific situations of like when no is a trauma or not. But what I'm saying is traumas can be something so simple, something Mm -hmm. so small Mm -hmm. and just being told, no, that's just an example. Mm -hmm. Um, but we do experience traumas on a very small level that can it just eventually grow over time yeah, yeah. into something big. Yeah. So I think, you know, again, we we talked about it in our previous uh, episodes as well, but it's all about taking stock, you know, and like taking stock is not like doing an inventory of your life. Like, what do I have? What do I not have? It's more about like, you know, looking back on yourself and am I behaving the best way? Am I, you know, am I taking care of myself the best way? And, um, you know, it's all about, it's all about growing and understanding things. Like, um, again, I'm, you know, you come from a survivor standpoint of it, of this happened and it was awful. Go ahead and stop it. Four times a 